Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brother and sister we are here once again for Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast as always every week every single week every Monday at around 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in the morning I am Sean Harris and I am Aaron Cosker we are here every single week to amalgamate one tree hill in professional wrestling we are here for the 15th time thank you for accepting us into your homes on your computers on your mobile devices and all those into your ears into your ear in holes your and right heart right into your fucking <laughs> ear holes right into the heart holes and the mind holes all the holes we just you're disgusting yeah we get into every orifice on this podcast okay that's what we do here at thwf brother so you can find us on all streaming services including deezer spotify google Podcasts, amazon podcast and etc apple podcast etc etc and you can also follow us on social media TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast where you will see funny memes about One Tree Hill and wrestling. We're also on Facebook too, but But no one cares about that. (laughs) Exactly. So episode 15, we like to start alternating every single episode. One episode will start with One Tree Hill. I think they get it after 15 episodes. One episode will start with wrestling. I think most of the audience has kind of figured that out so far which is good state in the obvious brother but at least if you don't know now you know biggie smalls episode 15 february 24th 2004 suddenly everything has changed suddenly every ring has changed mm-hmm. amalgamation brother <laughs> so we start with lucas scott who has now awakened from his one episode, not even a full episode, coma. And now he's laying in bed talking to Mama Karen Scott. Well, he's sitting there because he's getting ready. They're getting ready to go home soon. Looks like they're going to be discharged. She's in his hoodie. And didn't I predict that he would spend one episode in the hospital and then the following episode he would get released? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Another successful, correct, pre-dick Sean. Thank you. Wow. Okay. So him and Karen are in the hospital, and he's talking to Karen and kind of giving her shit, because why Dan does one good thing, and you're giving him some slack. Yeah. Keith but- fucks up once, and you are writing him out of your life. To be fair, though, that one fuck up almost cost Karen her son's life. That's the most important thing to her. Yeah. You don't fucking mess with success. You don't take something that that's important to her. Mm -hmm. How 
you know, it is literally her life. Yeah. And he put that in jeopardy. Yeah. And she's not taking too well with it, which I totally understand. But it is Keith. And I feel like maybe she should give him at least a little bit of slack, at least hear him out. Oh, yeah. uh, Lucas is making the point of saying to Karen, like, he was so excited that you were home. He wasn't drunk. He was drinking, but he wasn't drunk. Mm -hmm. He was just excited and nervous to see you after the way that you guys left things. Yeah, basically. Makes sense. I'd feel that way, too. Yeah. And unfortunately, the doctor comes in and says that maybe a full recovery would not be possible after this accident for Lucas. That maybe he might his not play basketball, basketball the same way as he did. That's a tough one. And there's many athletes over the years who had all the talent in the world and potential, but were derailed in some way, shape, or form when it came to injuries. And this could rear its ugly head going forward, possibly. Could be. Could you never be. know. Funny note. Yes. So Chad Michael Murray, not a basketball player by trade. We've established that he's a football player. Yes. So you kind of like, if you know that beforehand and you're watching the show, you're like, oh, are they writing him off of the basketball storyline? Yep. You'll just have to wait and see if this mm. is the final. Interesting. Yeah, I never thought that. Yeah. Board, right? That breaks it or is there going to be other things that come up yeah yeah fair enough um dan is just we're at the point now with dan and deb that things are gonna get ugly oh it's getting ugly it's getting fucking ugly deb's changing locks oh she's changed the locks on the house now dan is like she wants to get a restraining order. Yeah, it's getting ugly. But the funny thing is, is there was one scene where Dan called Deb and he's kind of just going off the whole time. She's not listening. He's talking on the answering machine. Yeah. And literally Nathan shuts off the answering machine and Nathan goes, oh, so nice that dad has an off button now. So great. So great. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah it's pretty hilarious. And especially like you can tell Deb is relieved that Nathan's a little bit more on her side with this, yeah. at least from what it seems this far. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's sick of Dan's shit, too. And Nathan feels that it's probably going to be good for them to get divorced at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. probably for the best for everyone. You know how Honestly. long divorces take to go through. Sure fucking do, bro. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Still not even through. It sucks, but anyways, dude. how long do you think it's going to take? You never know, because when lawyers are involved, at least with myself, lawyers aren't involved. They yeah. get ugly. But when lawyers are involved and there's, you know, all sorts of backhanded, underhanded tactics, much like wrestling, that they try to utilize mm-hmm. to cheat or, you know, gain favor a certain way. It feels like a lot of this stuff's going to go down. And Dan has apparently all this fucking dirt on Deb that can... Yeah, we still don't know the we dirt. We don't know what this well, is. I know the dirt. You know what the fucking dirt is. I don't know what the fucking dirt is, though. And I'm trying to figure this shit out. But nothing really comes to mind when I'm trying to think what it could be. Because what could derail Deb's divorce and 
visitation and custody of Nathan through this entire thing. What did she do so fucking bad? I understand that she was married to her job and wasn't around a lot. So she, they could go with the absent parent kind of, you know, motif, but I really don't know what's going on. If it was a cheating thing or if it was what, or who knows, attempted murder, fuck it. You got to go like really crazy with this shit to actually realize how badly this could make it for Deb. I don't know what it is, but they keep alluding to something that she did that is terrible. And she doesn't even want to talk about it with Nathan. Well, I mean, that's her son. She doesn't want to say anything to him that could paint her in a bad light in his eyes (sighs) and make him choose Dan over her. But you know what? I feel that Nathan would rather her just be honest and tell him because he wants to know these things and they're keeping him in the dark about it. And them keeping him in the dark makes him feel like he doesn't want to live with either of them. Yeah. And honestly, I don't blame him at this point. And Haley's on his side with that. Haley's like, hey, you know, like sure. you have rights and let's figure out what these rights are. So they do a little uh, what? Google uh, search. Google isn't even a thing. Uh, yeah, or it might have been a thing or very. Internet Explorer. Probably like Yahoo search. I don't know. <laughs> or AOL or something at probably this AOL. point. I would assume I don't know. AOL in February of 2004. That's my best guess anyways, but even though I was around for that time, but I wasn't really using the internet much back in 04. Still yeah, we used Internet Explorer. Yeah, Internet Explorer, sure. When I was a kid. The search but, function. But yeah, yeah, Google wasn't as prevalent back then as it is today. I mean, honestly, Facebook. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, Facebook shit. was in its infancy at this time, too. I think yeah. later in 04 is when Facebook started. So. Oh, yeah. We were still on uh, Nexopia and MySpace. Next. It's funny because I got Next after I got Facebook. I got uh, Facebook first. I never had MySpace. And oh, I had Facebook you first. You missed out, buddy. <laughs> Top eight. Have a oh, song playing on song your profi- profile. Oh, my God. Yeah. oh, I miss MySpace. Facebook for me. I was such me. an emo bitch. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Facebook for sure for me first. And then it was next. But I really didn't use my next much. And then I got Twitter after and then Instagram. And away you go. TikTok. All that fucking social media shit. Either way, in 2004, I watched a little show called Pimp My Ride with <laughs> I Exhibit. That. Exhibit took Exhibit. Exhibit. I loved Exhibit. He was great. <laughs> and he had a show where he literally got people on it who were poor and couldn't afford to fix their car and drove fucking shit boxes and he would get them put take PS2s in and them put and PS2s in their fucking trunks. PS2s and a TV that would flip down from the roof. Yeah, dude. He would do all <laughs> sorts of weird shit to the car. It's not like he did a great job of actually like fixing them like functionality wise. No. But it was more about like literally pimping the car out. Putting fucking like, you know, those fucking rims that spin, like spinning rims on like an old Buick. The ones that like <laughs> the hydraulics. The hydraulics. Rollicks oh on a fucking Volkswagen Beetle. Like <laughs> the most ridiculous shit. Like, so like putting fucking nitrous oxide in a fucking Ford Tempo. Like shit like that. Just ridiculous stuff. But the reason why I bring up Exhibit and Pit My Ride is that Brooke, the whole time or recently that Lucas has been in the hospital, she's taken it upon herself to pimp my room. 
Mm, yes. <laughs> and redecorate Lucas's fucking room. Lucas she wanted, and Karen get home. and She wanted to add some feng shui to the Did you room. notice his bed was in the corner of the room, like coming out diagonally yeah, from yeah. the corner? She also... You know what? I really wanted that. Oh, really? When I was a kid, the plan was... That they were going to take my room downstairs mm-hmm. and give it to Clay or Jake or Kelly, whoever. And then the family room, Clay's living room, would become my bedroom. Oh, weird. It was going to be a big bedroom with fireplace. And I had a plan that my bed was going to come out from the corner. Interesting. Diagonally uh, because of one tree. <laughs> wow. Uh, the feng shui bit. Now we have also feng shui and the cheeseburger fucking tattoo. So is Brooke like secretly Asian or something? Like is she part Korean or Vietnamese or something? I don't know. She's don't really know. into like Asian stuff. So I don't know. Whatever. She's not doing a very good job and she's way too white to be Asian. Anyways, she's going to get crushed like a tomato. She is going to fucking cry a lot coming soon. I pretty much guarantee that. Well, we're literally at that scene. Like she's showing lucas his new room and then he's like hey you know i don't think this is gonna work out right now i kind of need some space and she's like you're breaking up with me he's when i was watching this i was just like he's finally doing it he's finally doing it it was such bad timing it's happening and such bad timing but it's literally like that you know what i may as well just fucking institute it it's finally fucking happening <laughs> stay fucking calm you've wanted to play this soundbite for quite a while and i think you've been waiting I've had it for, for the memory banks. i've had it for the memory banks for sure but you know anytime i can use an office Sound effect, <laughs> I will fucking use it. I will use a Parks and Rec sound effect. Oh, my God. We got to get Parks and Rec in there. Oh, we'll get something. Oh, treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself or um, uh, the one when Leslie's on the ice raid. Get on oh your my feet. God. I know exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes, I know exactly yeah. when that Perfect. will Perfect. be working out. Yeah, exactly. Michael there's Scott. There's a few things. Michael Actually, Scott. there's a few scenes for that one. It's happening. So finally, fucking Lucas is parting ways with Brooke Davis. Yes. It's a long time coming. I mean, it should have happened quite a while ago. This Mm. is definitely not a macho man, Miss Elizabeth match made in heaven. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the way that their relationship kind of happened, it was more just... He was the new kid on the basketball team. She thought he was hot. And, you know, fresh meat. Basically. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I can't get Peyton, so. I may as well take the next best thing. Which... And then all of a sudden the next day, Peyton's like, actually, JK. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, Brooke, she doesn't know the actual our truth yet she you know she's dumped now but doesn't realize what lucas is doing with peyton on the side the entire time well yes so she has no idea 
And that's an important thing to note because of what kind of happens after the next thing we're going to talk about. We need to talk about that dream sequence. Oh, the dream sequence where he miraculously takes off his sling and shoots basketball like he's the greatest player in the world. And then Peyton comes in. Magically, like, appears and they start making out. The way they shot it. Passionately. You could definitely tell it was a dream sequence. And then they part their lips. To see Brooke standing there, right there. glaring daggers. She parked her fucking beetle on the fucking grass like a bitch. <laughs> they didn't put oh, that in the dream. That's God. how you knew it was a dream because there was no car there. They actually took care of fucking groundskeeper Willie. Well, and then Lucas wakes up and Peyton, or not Peyton, sorry, Haley's sitting on his bed. Yeah. And she's like, oh, like, so you finally broke up with Brooke and told her the truth? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I told her that things weren't going to work out. I need space and stuff, but he neglected to say that he's because with Peyton now. she knows the whole Peyton oh, yeah. thing. Oh, of course she does. So she was expecting him to be truthful about all of it. Everything. And but he wasn't he because wasn't. he's a piece of shit. But obviously she thinks that he did Yes. at this point. Yeah, and we also get Peyton ignoring Brooke's call after she got dumped because she's cuddling up with Lucas. Lucas, fuck, unreal. And Lucas is doing a lot of dumb shit. Like now he's going to the fucking river court when he should be fucking staying in bed nursing this injury. I mean, apparently he's out of commission for like six months. Yeah, half a fucking year he's out of commission, and he's at the river court. Which, by the way, Karen parks her fucking car on the grass like a fucking bitch. Does she have no oh fucking respect? He's never going to let it's this go. gone so far that not only do the fucking punk ass kids of Tree Hill fucking do this shit. Now, Remember Karen. Remember the time that we were stoned? Karen is doing it now. And I said punk ass like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I do remember that. That was fun. <laughs> but now fucking Karen's doing it. Move your fucking car. You can't park there. Move your fucking car. You can't park there. I tried to distract him from the topic at hand because we know how hard he goes on this topic. You can't fucking park there. He didn't take the bait. You can't fucking park (laughs) there. Okay. Get off the grass. There should be a sign say, stay off the fucking grass, especially with your cars. Have some fucking respect. Poor groundskeeper, Willie. Wow. Okay. Continue. Peyton's uh, a fucking liar, fucker. Peyton's a liar. And oh, I just I don't know. The whole ignoring your best friend's phone call. It's a rough one. Especially after she, she just, just got, got dumped. dumped. And I mean, obviously for the friend, you wouldn't necessarily know. Except you're with the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And you know, because he told you that it happened the same fucking day. Yeah. Like literally a couple hours before. Ugh, it's awful. Peyton has not really like redeemed herself with me. I mean, she's hot. She's got great taste in music, what have you. But she's a fucking liar and she's a basket case. So, you know, as much as I love Peyton, I, I don't stand her. And she's kind of a piece of shit, honestly. Wow. She's kind of a piece of shit. A little bit. Wow. She's a bit of a heel. She has heel tendencies. Interesting. Yeah, I know. But you know what? 
the best part of this episode is just about to come up. You know what that is? What is it? Double J. Ha ha. J A. Ha Double K. Double E. Jake Jagelski brings fucking a PlayStation 2 and NBA shootout and NCAA Final Four for Lucas to play while he's on the shelf. We get the fucking PS2 reference mm-hmm. with a couple of great basketball games, might I add, on that system. But you can tell the product placement in here because oh, most totally. shows would just say, oh, I brought you some video games. Whatever. No, Sony's like, fuck that shit. Sony, PlayStation 2, and here also NBA Shootout and NCAA Final Four were both Sony Interactive games. Mm-hmm. So Sony got their shit in. Oh, totally. <laughs> But it 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 definitely tugged at my heart because I played some NBA shootout on PlayStation Two. Earlier to that, too, Peyton and Haley bump into Brooke at the mall. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I kept messaging you and calling you. I don't know, whatever. Like, oh, weird. My phone's just not working. Yeah, my phone's acting up. Yeah, what a oh, classic yeah. excuse. Lucas broke up with me, and I don't know why. And Haley's like. You fucking serious, yeah, bitch? Yeah, what the You fucking serious? Fuck. She's pissed. Oh, man. At her best friend. But, like, I think it's more she just maybe didn't understand. Like, she doesn't go off on Lucas and say, like, hey, you lied. Yeah. But I think she's, like, cluing in, like, oh, maybe he wasn't entirely truthful with me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, things are not going so well in Brookland. Things are not going so well in Lucas and Peyton land. But or things are Keith. really not going well in Keith land. Oh, poor Keith. Now creditors are at his door. He can't get a loan. He spent $79,642 <laughs> on the wow. fucking medical bills for Lucas because they're in America. I'm surprised he didn't add cents in there. And 17 cents. <laughs> <laughs> but they're in America, brother, where they have to pay for their health care. So he owes fucking the hospital fucking $82,000. Well, he's already paid it right like he took out his life savings yeah but now he can't get a loan because he's taken out his life savings he's drained his fucking accounts i call bullshit on this whole system that the u.s has okay i'm sorry you save up life savings for you know buying a home whatever but a rainy day if shit happens shit happens and you need to use it he keith did a great thing by paying Lucas's medical bills. He should not be penalized for doing something. Like, if it was his medical bills, like, cool. American banks suck. You take out your life savings to help out in a situation or take care of your own situation, and then they're not going to give you a loan so you can keep your home or your business or anything like that. Like, fuck you, U.S. banks. Fuck you. Good thing I don't bank in the U.S. Nice promo, bro. I'm pissed. Right? Cutting a promo on fucking U.S. banking. I like it. And just the system altogether. So now he can't get approved for a loan to basically save his business. So again, things are not going so well in fucking Keithland. Not good. Uh, Deb, again, Deb and Dan land. 
Nathan land, things aren't going so well. Nathan at least has the silver lining of Haley where, you know, things at home aren't going so well, but it seems like the worse things get with his parents, the better things get with Haley, which is a nice silver lining for him. But now that he's done this research with Haley, I know my rights. Mm -hmm. And fucking he's researched. He's asked. He he asked Jeeves about it. (laughs) He AOL'd it. And now we realize that, yeah, he knows his rights. And if he wants to emancipate himself, he can. He can join the nation of emancipation. Oh, no. <laughs> we are the nation. Emancipation. Dun, dun, Come on. That's a good no. one. Come on. No, no, no. Come on. That's, no, no, no. That's a good one. <laughs> You'll never make me like that song ever. Uh, no. Every time it comes on, I just, no. My brain shuts off because I'm like, no, thank you. You know, eventually they're going to change your music, though, hey? Well, better be less headache inducing. It's less shouty. <laughs> a little bit less shy. Okay, let's get back to One Tree Hill here. This what, is the I thought we were talking about wrestling, One Tree Hill segment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, my. Okay. Uh, yes. Lucas forgives Keith for what happened. Yeah. He's working on it with his mom, but, you know, Keith respects her ri- wishes and... You know, still stays away. When stays he away, needs butts to. out. Although Jagelski, ain't he great? Fucking, he's looking for a job, and he needs the extra money because you know things are a little tight with his parents and him and Jenny. Yeah, he's got to like. I'm sure his parents. I could imagine being parents of a kid. That has a kid when you're still in high school. Ooh, yeah. At least 10th, 11th grade. Unreal. That's insane. So I could see them being like, look, we're happy to support you and have you live at home, but you also need to be able to bring in some money yourself. Sure. We can't keep bailing you out. So he... Asked Lucas to put in the good word to get him a job at Karen's Cafe, which he ends up doing and starts working at Karen's Cafe. That lasted all of two minutes? Yeah, it was about two minutes that he worked at Karen's Cafe. Well, <laughs> and, and this one shift because he gets a call from his dad. Saying his got, dad got called into work yeah. and there's no one to watch Jenny now. But... Yeah, it's not really a good look to, you know, it's literally your first shift and you're a couple of minutes in and now you got to leave. I mean, I'm a manager and I understand that. And I'm a manager. Exactly. And, you know, we, you know, we have to be empathetic at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some employees that it's hard to be empathetic with. Oh, it- <laughs> very, very. Oh. We don't need to get into details, yeah, but. We don't need to get into details, but. But Karen does kind of see his situation here because she was a young parent as well. So she totally empathizes with him and is okay with everything. But because the situation is what it is, doesn't seem like Double J is going to be working here very long. We'll just have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So Peyton's spending her time at home drawing. Um. And she's drawing what happened between her and Brooke and everything 
with Brooke crying and Lucas is trying to call her and he's watching her camera. Yeah. On the punk and disorderly. Yes. Only fans before only fans. (laughs) And she just keeps ignoring him. He's messaging her like, hey, like you should come over. You can draw here. I miss you. And she's just like, "Mm, nope. Can't do it. Yeah. Sorry. Logs off. Yeah. Logs off. Keeps doing her shit. Yeah. Lucas is upset with this. Mm-hmm. But like decides that, you know, I should just sneak out of my house. I have a door to, to the to outside Peyton's. in my room. Yeah. Which is never a good idea. And go to Peyton's. And go to Peyton's. And what what happens to Lucas when he goes to Peyton's? He starts to feel faint. He fucking dies again. He starts to feel faint and he needs to lay down on Peyton's bed. And he dies again. And he's burning up and Peyton needs to call Lucas's mom. To take him to the hospital. But while this was all happening, Brooke was spending some time with Karen in the kitchen going over some pictures from Italy. And... Karen was going to go check on Lucas before she got the call. And Brooke was like, can I do it? Is it okay? Even though they're broken up, she's like trying to be friends with him. And uh, she goes in and Lucas isn't there. And Karen gets this call and is like, shit, we got to go. And Brooke's like, yeah, I'm going with you. Ready to murder. Because what did she see? And this is what I called is they didn't reveal it at this point in the episode. But I said, that camera was still on. Peyton's fucking camera for Punk and Disorderly was on the entire time. Turning that off or leaving it. Yeah, I knew it. They didn't fucking turn the camera off. Mm -hmm. Brooke is in the room where the computer screen had Punk and Disorderly on the entire time. And she got to see everything that went on there in the room between Peyton. Not that anything went on between Peyton and Lucas in that room, but still she saw. And now she knows they're lying. And here we go. Holy fuck. And so they meet them at the hospital and he's coming back, I guess, whatever. How long was he out? Only a few seconds, minutes, whatever. So Karen's like livid that he left. Obviously. Brooke's like, oh, so convenient. He lies. Oh, yeah, I was at the river court. I just need to get out. And Mm -hmm. I started not feeling well. And Peyton happened to drive by and saw me. total bullshit story. Oh, and Brooke's like. Brooke knew. No. Yeah. No, no, no. It's no good. It's not good. It's not good. Back to Double J. Apparently that Karen is so empathetic that she's going to let Double J take care of mini Double J at the cafe full time. Well, so she's like, you know, sometimes I had to bring Lucas to the cafe when he was little. So I keep a crib here. Conveniently, when he's already like when 16. he's fucking sixteen years old, she still keeps a crib at her cafe. He hasn't had a crib in fucking fourteen, fifteen years. Uh huh. And yet the crib is still there, still there. A decade and a half later. Conveniently, how convenient. But 
Just remember. Hollywood. Probably. Just remember that crib. Okay. Okay. Remember that crib. Just remember that crib. Keep Is it, it in involved your in a car memory accident? banks. Keep it in your memory banks. Is it involved in a car accident? No, just keep it in your memory <laughs> banks. Okay. Okay. It seems like everyone's involved in the car accident. <laughs> Deb and Nathan. So now Nathan's at the point, like we alluded to earlier, where Deb refuses to tell Nathan this big fucking secret of Deb's past. So <laughs> I feel like it's going to end up being this fucking hilarious reveal of what it actually is. But... Nathan was originally going to go live with Deb, but since she's not telling him the truth about everything, he's going to go live with fucking Dan? Yeah, that just... That cut. Yeah, big time. Because the whole time you're rooting for Deb, although this big secret, I know... I know what this fucking secret is, man. Honestly. How bad can it be? Obviously pretty bad. I can't say anything without giving anything Yeah, away, no spoilers, so. bro. Uh, Peyton goes to fucking Lucas and basically lays down the skinny that I can't turn my back on Brooke. My best friend. She's been there with me through my mom's death like she helped me when i was sick in fucking elementary school she did this for me she was always there for me and she helped lucas a lot when he was in the hospital so he is not going to get in the way of their friendship so to peyton but now we realize that this is just horrible timing on everyone's part yes this is just not good not good. And Nathan goes to Haley and tells her that he's going to live in the moment and wants to with her. Yeah. And he's just happy to see her. She's at the cafe. And then he convinces her to get to sing on the piano a and song sing. for him. Yeah. And it was, you know, they, they made it like this good tearjerker, soft-spoken, singing, piano, like, you should be bawling your fucking eyes out while you're well, listening to it. And at the same time, Karen's looking at old pictures of Lucas and Keith yep. and regretting her decisions, possibly, about, you know, yep. cutting him out. Yep. Nathan's moving in with Dan. Peyton goes, or Brooke goes to visit Peyton and tells her that she knows. But before that, we also get Keith's out of business sign on Keith's fucking body shop. Business for sale. A oh, business for sale. Sorry. He's not like he's selling. He's selling the business. Yes. He's still running it currently, but right. he's up for offers. Yes. Damn, dude. This is his livelihood here. And it's like he's put himself in a real bad situation just because America, brother. America. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> oh fuck! But yes. Imagine having like a di disease like diabetes or MS or anything in the states. Imagine having a kid and it having it cost fucking five hundred thousand dollars to have a fucking kid. Jesus Christ, man! Just have a child on the back also. They have the zip codes, <laughs> yeah, but they have zip codes instead you know? of postal codes? postal codes in Canada, dude. So like, it makes sense. Post service, post office, you know, post. 
postal postal code makes fucking sense, right? Zip Why zip code? code? What the fuck is a Can zip code? Can someone enlighten us, please? A zip code. <laughs> and it's only five digits. What the fuck? And yeah. there's no letters. What the fuck? I know. We're so used to having letters. It zip alternates letters and numbers. Zip code. It's fucking weird. Anyways, yes, Brooke saw the camera footage as I predictioned it once again. I'm two for two in this episode, bro. Uh-huh. And yeah, she goes right after Peyton. I thought you were my best friend, this and that. The timing's terrible. And actually, Peyton wasn't going to date Lucas because she wanted to side with Brooke. But timing is a bit. And now Brooke doesn't want to see either Either of them them. again. Which, you know, I get. But she doesn't even know the extent of this fucking shit that Peyton and Lucas went through either. She doesn't know the full goal. No, she doesn't. She knows that I'm it was going will, on though. since the breakup. But yeah, she yeah. just hates them both. So she's pissed. She will never speak to them again, ever. Why are you whispering? Oh, you do it all the time. So I figured I'd try it on for size. <laughs> wow. Fade to black. This episode, it, it definitely feels like a transitionary episode. I mean, we had the breakup with Lucas and Brooke and, the, you know, I thought you were my best friend and blah, 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 turning backs on each other, bad timing, Keith going out of business, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, did kind of feel like a transitionary episode. Feels like it's leading to something bigger. It felt like a shotgun Saturday night episode. Well, and especially so when we were recording the last episode, I was saying how, oh, this like next episode's like so good. There's so many things. No, it's the next episode. So sorry. Next ah, episode, some good I shit I was like happens. all excited for this episode, all this drama. And it's just like, eh, that was kind of like a wet fart in church. Oh, well. <laughs> What are you going to do, brother? Three point dollar sign. Three point six five, dude. Okay. Average. It's okay. I'll accept. Yeah, it's okay. Could have been better. Yeah. Could have been more. But I feel like, yeah, it's leading to something more. And when that something more happens, it'll be worth it. It'll be fucking worth it, dude. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Can't wait. I just can't wait to find out what all Deb's fucking cloak and dagger shit is. Because it's going to be big. Because we're getting closer to the end of this first season. And we all know the cliffhangers and all this crazy drama shit always saves up for the end of the season. And we know, ooh, I can't wait for the season finale. Tell you that much. Episode 22. I never thought he'd be so excited. Episode 22? Yeah, 22 is the last episode. Oh, boy. Can't wait. It's going to be good shit, dude. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good shit. But you know what's even better shit? It's Monday Night Raw. No, that's not better. January 27th. <sighs> it's not 1997. better. We're getting to the main event of this podcast. The whole reason why any of you listen in every no! single week is for me and my wonderful wife to fucking riff about wrestling from the Attitude Era. That's why you're here. This is why I need wine. And this is why we're on the Johnners Podcast Network as well, dude. Do you think we got on there because of One Tree Hill? No. I'm flipping you the bird right now. You're Stone Cold Steve Austin-ing me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> January 27, 1997 episode of Mundane Night Raw. We That's start. quite mundane. Can be at times. Ahmed Johnson opening Track the show. Tracksuit fanny pack. Tracksuit fanny pack. And he's up against. Forehead tattoo. Forehead tattoo. Crush. 
No longer Kona Crush, no longer evil Japanese sympathizer crush. He is face tattoo jailbird crush. And he is in Nation of uh, Domination. And we're on. I have a headache now. And we're on Ahmed Johnson thong watch right now. <laughs> oh, and we got some thong. It was great. Now, he had the ultra thong at Royal Rumble. No, this one's even better. Royal Rumble, it was just alternating side to side. It was a half thong. This one was full blown. Like full blown blown ass cheeks. Both ass cheeks out. And it was glorious. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You just love big meaty men slapping meat and thongs, don't you? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to get me to pay attention to anything wrestling. Fair enough. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you don't uh, think Shawn Michaels is all that attractive. Yet he's like the sexy boy. I mean, I haven't seen his ass cheeks, so. Playgirl, brother. <laughs> uh, back to You'll this. have to Google it for me and show me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Ahmed Johnson crushed. So Ahmed's facing another member of the Nation of Domination here. The entire nation is out, except for Farouk, who's peeking his head uh, out the entranceway around the corner. Just because he just doesn't on. want. He wants none of the smoke yeah, from fucking Ahmed because like, he knows Ahmed's gonna. He's kick such his a ass. pussy. I hate this motherfucker. Farouk, I hate him. Uh, yeah. And I'm... his posse of bitches. <laughs> you don't like J.C. Ice and Wolfie no, D? and they uh, can shut the fuck up. And Clarence Mason? You know what? I think the moment they stand ringside, the nation should be disqualified. Fuck you. Wow. Get the fuck out. Wow. Because every fucking time they cheat. Yeah. Every time. But they always do it behind the referee's back. So if the referee doesn't <sighs> see it, he can't disqualify it disqualify anybody or yeah everyone questioned that when it was the royal rumble true so everyone needs to pick a side and stay on that fucking side (laughs) okay unfortunate business here bro so of course just like every other nation of domination match fucking crush distracts the referee of course fruit comes out Pulls out Ahmed, throws him into the steps, throws him back into the ring. Heart punch, fucking one, two, three. A not so clean win for Crush over Ahmed Johnson. I was pissed. I was you yelling were not happy. bullshit. Yeah. Like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> you were fucking heated, Get brother. everyone out. Just fire them. Fire the nation. Get them the fuck out. They will never wrestle again. Done. Done. You're fucking heated, brother. I was pissed. <laughs> and rightfully so, because you do have a pension for tracksuit fanny pack. Oh, now he's thong man. You know, he's thong man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Thong man. Tracksuit fanny pack thong man, boy. <laughs> oh, That's quite the God. name. Hilarious. Yeah, he gets the heart punch win. I mean, crush. He's he's just whatever. He's just a lackey for Farouk. He's just a lackey for the nation. But I was trying to think. I was kind of like, he almost looks like Wish.com Undertaker. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And there's another guy. Oh, my God. I, I Okay. I got to explain something here. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. So I don't, I won't give spoilers, but I have to explain something. So it's funny you mentioned that Crush kind of looks like Dollar Store Undertaker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dollar Drama fucking Undertaker. Okay. But here's the thing. He looks like Wish.com Undertaker, but... There is a guy named Brian Lee, okay? Mm-hmm. 
He literally played a fake Undertaker. So he dressed up as the Undertaker. He had the makeup of the Undertaker. He wore the same outfit as the Undertaker. He moved like the Undertaker. Why? So Undertaker, basically, when he started with WWE in 1990, he went about four straight years before his first break with the company. So he grinded and rode the fucking roads for four straight years, basically. Three and a half, four years. And like was always on the road 300 days a year, did the whole thing. And so finally he had a match that he lost. He lost a casket match to Yokozuna at Royal Rumble 94. Okay. Okay. They wrote him off TV so he can have a break, get a vacation, finally get away, take some time for himself, his family, whole thing. Okay. During that time, million dollar man Ted DiBiase brought in his own Undertaker. Oh God, why? Brian this is Lee, terrible. who played the fake Undertaker. What? So. How fucking cheesy is wrestling <laughs> that they have to have a fake Undertaker because the OG is unavailable? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ted DiBiase brings in the fake Undertaker. So it led to the match where the real Undertaker came oh, back. Oh, fucking course. <laughs> and then they had to wrestle. Undertaker. And then you don't know which one's the right one. Undertaker versus Undertaker. Oh, no. But you can tell the real Undertaker. Can I watch that match yes, just so I can, you can laugh about it and just like... <laughs> Make fun of it? Yes, you can. We'll have to have a special episode for We'll that. do a special episode. We'll watch SummerSlam 94 when we have Undertaker versus Undertaker. It's Paul Bear's Undertaker versus Ted DiBiase's Undertaker. Oh but God. you can tell the real Undertaker. Because but then he, we're going to have a special episode for One Tree Hill. You can do that. That's fine. It'll be at the end of the series, though. Totally fine. Yeah, I mean, we can kind of offshoot and do whatever the fuck we want after we're done the series. We can do whatever the fuck we please like, because it's our podcast, It's brother. just an extra episode at the sure. end. We'll do an extra short little mini episode for this one, and then we'll do an extra one for we'll that We'll do a little specialty episodes here and there, and we won't actually number the episodes, so it will only be like episode 16, episode 17. We'll do a couple little specialty episodes here and there, a Brucey bonus episode, so to speak, and... They on a Friday or a Saturday release it. Sure. And there's a couple that Once I have in, in the pipeline that I think you'd really enjoy because it's a lot of like backstage. You gotta, like, write some notes. Yes. And it's, a, oh, I already know. I already have it planned out. But it's it's good like backstage drama kind of shit, like real life stuff that I have planned for uh, some Brucey Boni, some Brucey bonus episodes. But Yes, SummerSlam 94, Undertaker versus Undertaker. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, fucking insanity. You, you could tell who the real Undertaker was because as, 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 as good or bad as Brian Lee looked as the fake Undertaker, <laughs> from a distance, he kind of looked like the Undertaker, but close up, you can tell he wasn't the real Undertaker. And funnily enough, he wasn't even as tall as the real <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> so, Okay. Yes. Undertaker versus Undertaker. That is not in this era that we're in. That's yeah. That's why we have to do a sidebar. We're a... like two and a half years removed from that era, but it is pretty hilarious that for literally months on television they had Leslie Nielsen from like the Naked Gun and Airplane movies, like a very famous Canadian comedian who passed away. Leslie Nielsen. We all know who Leslie Nielsen is. I don't, but whatever. Oh yeah, I gotta. Yeah, fuck. You're pissing me off right now. Leslie Nielsen is a fucking Canadian comedian legend. Okay. And he 
was the detective to try to find out where the Undertaker was for months before this Undertaker versus Undertaker match. Show me a picture of the dude. I will. There he is. You know who he is now. Well, I've seen a picture, but yeah. he's a Mr. I Magoo. Don't... I saw that when I like came out. And he was a naked guy, and he was in fucking airplane. I've never seen those wrongfully movies. Wrongfully accused. Never seen those movies. Wow, you you got some problems, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that's a whole other arc. We'll get to that eventually. Oh, my God. Either way, back at the fucking ranch, Monday Night Raw, Shawn Michaels, the fucking world heavyweight champion, he's coming out to sexy boy, as he always does. Vince McMahon fucking creams himself every single time <laughs> Shawn Michaels because oh, here he comes <laughs> the boyhood dream has come true it's Shawn Michaels the showstopper the main event prom king the icon Mr. Wrestlemania Shawn Michaels the heartbreak kid isn't that someone else Oh, no, never mind. What? (laughs) (laughs) Shawn Michaels is out, and he's got an interview with Vince as he's trying to dry up the cum that is on his pants now because Shawn Michaels is in the ring with him. Ew. (laughs) That's not a fun visual. They make note of Thursday Raw Thursday that's coming up because a Monday Night Raw was preempted on a Monday because of, I don't know, basketball or football or some shit. And... They had to have a Thursday Raw Thursday, and it's on February 13th, and Sid gets a rematch for the world title with Shawn Michaels. What a fucking pussy. <sighs> I'm sorry, but you're such a whiny bitch <laughs> that you need a fucking rematch? I'm sorry, but not everyone else gets rematches for when they lose. True. Is Undertaker but getting his rematch? Bret Hart hasn't gotten his rematch. Right? Everyone needs to just calm the fuck down. Instant rematch clause. They they like to institute it every once in a while. That's bullshit. (laughs) That's wrestling. Fuck off, Sid. Stupid Sid. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron's not happy about Sid getting his rematch. And I'm kind (laughs) of over the Shawn Michaels Sid shit. It's like it's been done. Yeah, I'm done with it. It's been done. Let's get over it, okay? So Sid or uh, Shawn Michaels is out there with Fitz. So we find out about the rematch on Thursday, Raw Thursday. But there's four guys waiting in the wings for this final four match in Chattanooga where, here we go, one of these guys is going to face Sid or HBK, the winner of that match, at WrestleMania. But it's funny because Brett comes out and he cuts off Vince and Undertaker comes out and Austin comes out. Brett comes out. Brett comes out being a whiny fucking bitch. (sighs) Brett's being whiny. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker comes out and I'm like, hey, you're awesome. Undertaker comes out and he's like, it's time for the title to come to the dark side. And I think <laughs> it is about time for the yeah. title to come to the dark side because it hasn't been there since 91 when he beat fucking Hulk Hogan for the title. That's awesome. So yeah, he, he's due, man. It's been six yeah. plus years since he's won the fucking he's, title. He's my pick. For this match? For the final four match? Because I thought you were picking oh, no. Stone Cold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back He's to that. He's my pick end. to be like a world title dude. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then 
Of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. Bunch of fucking crybabies out there. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> and a little boy blue in the middle of them. Because Vincent's got this cute little blue sport well, coat okay. on. Stone Cold was my pick to win the Royal Rumble. Correct. But then when we were talking about this final four or these final four guys. Yeah. Oh, you picked Undertaker. I picked Undertaker. Right. You so. picked Undertaker. Okay. Okay, you so fucked you got, up your notes, bitch. So you got Undertaker for this final format. Yeah. yeah, first you wanted to pick Stone Cold, but then you got away from it and went Undertaker. Because I keep picking the same guys every time. You know, I keep picking like Stone Cold Steve Austin or Tassel Boots or whatever. Like <clears throat> Whatever. Undertaker. Undertaker. Going rogue. Final four. Undertaker's the winner and he faces and that's the thing is all these guys who come out invaders also in the entryway, just like Yeah, he's just there. like creeping. Just like creeping on Stone Cold. Him he's like, there. I know if I get in there I'll be murdered. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Austin again, he's just like, Oh fuck it, I'll just beat all your asses right now and goes in and pretends like he's gonna run in, but he doesn't. Because yeah. he doesn't want any of that smoke again. But it's kind of funny that all these guys come in, run down Shawn Michaels, saying they're going to beat his ass at WrestleMania, completely ignoring Sid's match with Shawn Michaels. Because if Sid beats Shawn Michaels at this February 13th Raw Thursday, it's going to be Sid in the main event yeah. at WrestleMania. But they don't even care. They're just like, I'm going to beat Shawn Michaels. I'm going to beat Shawn Michaels. So they even care about Sid, which mm. is hilarious. But honestly, I'd rather see HBK in there anyway. Yes. Yes. Plot twist. Plot twist. Russo swerve. Sid wins. Sid wins the match against HBK? Yes. Mm. And then has to face who I hope to Undertaker. be. Undertaker. Okay. Okay. Over the next couple of weeks, you're, you're, we're going to get the biggest plot twist of them all. You know how you're building up episode 16 to be like this crazy One Tree Hill episode? We're like a raw or two away. I think we're on the next raw or the raw pr- the after that, that we're going to have the biggest swerve of them all. Something that comes out of way left field that you think this could happen. This actually happened and it completely changes everything. Weird, bro. Yep. Get ready for it. We get our Western Union commercial because you had to call Western (laughs) Union 1-800-COLLECT back in the day because we didn't have cell phones, dude, and we had to call people collect. (laughs) Western Union, banks, and fucking 1-900 numbers and fucking all this shit that we just don't have anymore. It's kind of hilarious seeing these old fucking commercials. It's wild. Next up, we got... Doug Furness is already in the ring and out Yeah, he's comes. a lame fuck. We don't care. Yeah, we don't really care about Doug Furness. He's not even the Canadian guy in the team, so we really don't care about Doug Furness. We only care about Philip Lafon, and even then we don't really care about I Philip really Lafon either. Fuck. But either way, coming down the ramp, fucking British fucking bulldog, mm-hmm. ready for this one-on-one match against Doug Furness. He's looking glorious. Looking great. But you know who's really looking great is fucking Owen Hart in his green track Nike suit. tracksuit. I used to have... And I've shown you a picture of it. Mm-hmm. 
similar colors, Ooh. but it was Adidas tracksuit. Okay. It wasn't the pants. I just had the jacket. Just the jacket. And it was a reversible jacket. It was like hoodie. Oh, cool. Like on the inside. Yeah. yeah. And you could turn it so it was like the hoodie part was showing yeah. and where the jacket part on the inside. I used to have the, the reversible jacket too. I always thought they were super cool. I always wore it, the jacket out. Yeah. But I loved that jacket and I actually found it on Poshmark. And I wow. was like going to buy it. And then. But then you didn't because, you know, I would have killed you <laughs> for buying a vintage green Adidas jacket. But if he got if it was the Nike one, he'd be thrilled. I would be a little bit more OK with it. But Owen's wearing this glorious fucking green Nike tracksuit. Absolutely loving it. He is fucking just completely swagged out in this fucking thing. He looks great. Love <laughs> Owen. Love Bulldog. They have the keys to my heart. I love them. He's so funny where, you know, Bulldog, he has a pretty good match with Furnace. Like, it's good back and forth. Um, But Bulldog nails Furnace, and Furnace goes over the top rope, and he almost, like, hits Owen on his way down. Like, just narrowly misses Owen. And Owen just kind of, like, says something to Furnace, just, like, raises his arm. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah! Woo! We're the best! (laughs) Slammy! (laughs) So funny. These guys are the fucking best. Like, there's no words to describe how much I fucking love these guys. They're so awesome. Davy Boy Smith, Owen Hart, the whole fucking Hart family, man. Brad, you name it. They're just great, man. I just love them. But it's funny because as he's out there, fucking Bulldog comes out. He picks up the steel stairs and just fucking nails Doug Furnace with them. No disqualification, apparently. Nope. Doesn't get disqualified for it. And comes back in the ring and does a fucking flip. Yeah. He does a fucking just does a flip. flip. I was like, like, yeah, just going to oh. do a fucking front flip. Oh, hey, that's no big, awesome. No biggie. You're just going to do a fucking flip front flip <laughs> yeah so we go to commercial break we come back ahmed johnson's backstage he's kicking down the fucking door of the nation of domination he's got locker a fucking room two by four he's got two by four he's got pipe he's fucking kicking the door down no song though no thong though but he's kicking the door down and nation of domination of course they're not in their fucking dressing of room course. where the fuck are they they're running scared man they know ahmed's got a fucking two by they're four they're trying to load into a car yeah that's later on though brother Eventually, they'll get to that point. Owen is still part of this match because he's kind of the star of this match because he's having these hilarious spots. Like, they pan to Owen uh, on the outside in this match, and he looks over at Philip Lafon, who's in the corner of Duck Furnace, and he knows that Lafon is Canadian. And Owen says, You give Canada a bad name, just like my idiot brother. Oh. <laughs> wow. So he's shading Brett now while he's at it, too. But it's hilarious. And so, unfortunately, we have most times in wrestling when this kind of spot happens, it does not work out very well. And what I mean when I say that is Bulldog wants to whip Furnace into the ropes where Owen's waiting with the slammy where he's going to nail Furnace with the slammy. But Furnace fucking reverses it and Owen accidentally hits Bulldog with his slammy award. But... Amazingly enough, and I know you thought this match was over after this happened. I did. One, two, 2.9999. Bulldog kicks out of the slammy shot. He's so good. We all thought. He's so good. We all thought this match was over because nine times out of ten, that spot happens. He gets the roll up and he gets the pin. One, oh. two, three. But he's fucking tassel boots, dude. He's tassel He's fucking boots. tassel boots. So he kicks out 2.999. Just fucking no sells. It gets right back up. And fucking 
Furnace goes for the sunset flip. It's probably made of foam. No, it's not. It's definitely not. It's definitely not made of foam. (laughs) Uh, Furnace goes for the sunset flip, but then Bulldog catches his legs, goes forward, pin one, two, three, pins him just exactly the same way that he pinned Bret Hart at SummerSlam 92 to win his first Intercontinental Championship. Mm -hmm. So Bulldog, hearkening back to that, Wembley Stadium and and he literally beat Brett in England in front of fucking eighty plus thousand people in a shoot eighty thousand people at that <laughs> at Wembley Stadium in England in his home country beats his fucking brother in law for the Intercontinental Title in one of England in one of the greatest matches of all time too. But he uses that same finish to pin Doug Furness and win this match. But you know there's some dissension in the ranks. <gasps> he pissed. It's not happy. Bulldog's not happy at all. <laughs> Hard P. He's fucking pissed. And yeah, Owen and Clarence Mason, they're trying to raise his hand and Bulldog want none of that He's shit. like, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. me. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah, fucking kill you. So you could tell that Bulldog, <laughs> yeah, he's a little perturbed, you know, although he did win this match by the skin he of his did. teeth. Still not the way he wanted to win the match. And he also remembers how Owen eliminated him at the fucking Royal Rumble and cost him his chance at possibly main eventing WrestleMania too. So there is definitely some pent up frustration and anger towards Owen. Will that rear its head at all in the future? Who knows? Possible. Who knows? Who knows? I know, brother. I don't. <laughs> just like you know about Deb's secret, I know what happens with Owen and Bulldog. And you're just going to have to wait and find out, dude. Shotgun Saturday night, we get another clip from that. Ahmed's having a tag match with fucking Savio Vega. You know, ripped fucking sleeve, dude. Oh, yeah. And they're having a match I against... I keep forgetting about him, honestly. Yeah, he's kind of whatever. But Crush and Farouk are facing Ahmed and Savio. Wasn't he also flexy tits at one point? No, that's Salvatore Sincere. They're the same fucking person. No, they're me. not. They're not even remotely <sighs> close. <laughs> but on this shotgun Saturday night, Ahmed, who's you know facing Farouk and Crush, goes for the tag for Savio, and Savio just says "fuck that" and walks out on him. Fucking bitch. So what is Savio joining the nation now? And then on a shotgun Saturday night, fucking Savio's facing Rocky Maivia, and the nation beats the shit out of fucking Rocky. And Savio joins the nation of domination. Now the NOD has a new member, and it's fucking yeah, poor Pebble. (laughs) (laughs) The NOD now has a new member, and it's Savio Vega. Mm, interesting so you think like casavio wore like the very like puerto rican colors like red and you know the blues and whites and stuff and his attire and shit do you think that savio is gonna start wearing nation of domination clothes now like all black and shit i don't give a fuck about the nation or ovega savio vega don't care don't care don't care okay i guess we will see they're just Time wasters, basically. Well, be that as it may, we have a tag team main event here. The first pairing of Vader and Mankind. Not so Darth Vader and Icky Mankind. <laughs> against uh, the Hillbilly <clears throat> Fox, the Godwins. Yeah. 
not much of a main event here on That was boring. Yeah, not much of a main event here on Monday it was Night boring. Raw. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> great. It wasn't great. I mean, Mankind he didn't want to tag Vader at first, but then eventually they fucking got together and started to work a little bit together, which is good. But then they're on the outside and Mankind fucking absolutely decks Vader with the steel chair. And he's like fucking clocked Fucking him. thrilled about it. And he it. loves it. Because <laughs> he's fucking creepy. Because he's Mankind. But yeah, he kills Vader with the chair. Murder. And yeah, whatever, right? Kind of does whatever. And then uh, we go back to the backstage and Ahmed Johnson is chasing down fucking JC Ice and Wolfie D in the Nation of Domination. They're getting in their car and they're hightailing it. They're getting the fuck out of there, man. And what does Ahmed do? <laughs> Didn't he hit them with the two by four into the trunk? Yeah, and he throws fucking JC Ice into the fucking trunk. And closes it. Like, and closes bye, it. Bitch. But then they speed off and he's running after them. And that's kind of where it ends. Is fucking Farouk running after the nation. And here we Farouk. go. Farouk. Or sorry, Ahmed Johnson running after the nation. Ahmed running. Thong. Ahmed. <laughs> Mr. Thong Man <laughs> running after the nation. Tracksuit fanny pack thong boy man. Thong boy man. Fuck me. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Thong man boy. Thong man boy. Fucking that's a mouthful. <laughs> this episode wasn't, yeah, it was okay. There's a lot of Ahmed and nation stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, also forgot my stone cold sound effect. Now we have to get that shit in every episode, so... At least I get the Stone Cold sound effect in. Yeah, I guess so. Had to do it, brother. I guess uh, so. Yeah, grade-wise, not the greatest Raw, not the worst Raw. Mm. It's kind of an average one at best. What do you think? 2.1. 2.1? Well, I can live with that. I can live with that. It's doable. But like I said, coming soon, probably in the next episode. The only redeeming quality was... The thong and <laughs> Stone Cold tassel boots and tassel boots. Yeah, fair enough. Whenever, whenever Stone Cold or I might need to actually change my rating just because <laughs> there was so much. Because all three of those guys are on and there and tassel boots. Yeah, I think you got to pump it up a little. <sighs> yeah, because there's some episodes three point one. Okay, because there's some episodes that don't have any of those guys, and this episode had all of them. So three point one. Three point one. Okay, so a full point more because of Ahmed, Austin, and bulldog Ahmed's thong yes stone cold just being stone cold stone cold just being stone cold and tassel, tassel boots. boots having a great match too. so beautiful what do you think about own heart though honestly he was pretty great here that was pretty funny i much say he was pretty great and he looked the part and too. so far i haven't gotten much owen, From owen? yeah sure so, oh he had that one where he was bodyguarding bret hart that yeah, was that was funny. funny. That's pretty funny. So, like, there's like there's this moments. is the most I've seen yeah. of him sure. that's actually been entertaining for me. Sure. So, I like him better than Brett. Fair enough. Wow, an Owen Hart mark over a Brett Hart mark because you know, I would say they're both kind of whiny, but like Owen's just funny whiny, yes. and Brett's and just Brett's whiny just whiny. Like he's trying to be serious. Yes. And whiny, but he's just coming and off it's as like, a bitch. you are such a little bitch yeah, right now. he's just coming off as a bitch, unfortunately. So, oh and you know what? It's funny, because when I was eight years old watching this shit, I never thought Brett was like that. You know, I was like, he's my hero. He can't be a whiny little baby. 
and now I'm watching it, rewatching it now as a 34 year old. I'm like, man, he's a fucking little pussy, <laughs> <laughs> a little whiny little baby. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate when you realize your heroes are fucking wimps. But kayfabe, brother, kayfabe wimps, not shoot wimps, dude. <laughs> 3.1, I can live with that. Yeah. Overall, we're 15 episodes in. Over the next couple episodes for both shows, we're going to get some fucking drama here, dude. Mm-hmm. Major League drama. Mm-hmm. And we're in for the fucking ride. And we hope every single one of you are in for the ride as well, too. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's going to be. It's this, pumping up. This is going to be a lot. These next few episodes until the end of season one of One Tree yeah. Hill, at least. It's going to pump up here. It's going to be a lot. It's going gonna happen there's just gonna be a few episodes here and there they're kind of like meh building episodes that's what i call them building blocks yeah you gotta have them to like make sense of things and build the story Next a little episode, more you are gonna be stoked just gonna lose it you're gonna lose it Fuck, man. well we hope you all will lose it as well you can lose it by listening to us on every streaming service, including Deezer, Spotify, Google, and all the others, etc., etc. And also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at treehillwf.podcast. Remember the first few times he tried to say that and he'd get all tongue-tied? Well, it's so it was so confusing <laughs> at first just because it's like, well, we're a Tree Hill Wrestling Federation, not Tree I Hill WF, it. and we're a dot pot so much there but now it's treehillwf.podcast and i can say it 17 times fast well just because it's shorter to say fair enough treehillwf.podcast and it spell is out to or say. type out whatever we appreciate the love and we appreciate the listens hit us up on that insta and tiktok at treehillwf.podcast until next week brothers and sisters i say bye bitch. no that's mine i say bye bitch and i say bye bitch i say bye bitch and you bid do. no <laughs>